Welcome to Herman Legend with your hosts, Smartwatch, Neil and Chris, and Hello and welcome to this Thursday's episode of Urbane Legends, your weekly podcast about the paranormal, the eccentric, and the mysterious. <laughs> That's just the host. <laughs> <laughs> I am the only currently living human with four working ears, Chris Flynn, and with me, as always, is the guitar lead guitarist from 1980s hair rock slash cock rock band Man O' War. It's Mr. Neil Herbert. Hi, Neil. How's your week been? It's not too bad, you know, just rocking out. I mean, mm-hmm. we don't consider ourselves a cock rock band, you know, we're I mean, was... the gods of metal, I believe, is the, the, uh, oh, really? the Man O' War phrase. I mean, like I've seen the album covers, and you're all just there in like leather pants yeah, with your leather, leather pants and with your hands on your hips. Yeah, <laughs> that's how it's done. Yeah. So, um, do you guys still play? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm. What like kind of balding and not quite so muscular anymore? Yeah, might have a little bit of a paunch, like as Thor would. You know, Thor, he, we did, yeah. did did in one of them movies, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great. Great stuff. Um. um it doesn't yeah, so, matter, we're still, you know. So were you on the same sort of LA scene as Motley Crue and that kind of thing? I mean, yeah, cross cross paths. Cross swords. Cross, cross axe, swords, yeah. Cross axes. Cross axes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I do like that when somebody calls a guitar an axe. That's always that was always fun. Well your guitar used to be shaped like uh He Man's axe, didn't it? Yes. Yeah. It, so was, it was, was the whole thing. It was very much designed like that. No, you very much like the, uh, you know, my, my leather get-up designed on, yes. Designed on the Marvel, Mattel toys. It made it incredibly hard to play, but that's that's not the point. It's, you know, images well, important. Yeah. It's like a pride now you look. Well, exactly, yeah. yeah. I'm dressing like a gay porn version <laughs> of like you. Um, so, uh, like, what, what are your, what are your best memories from those times rocking around the, the sort of 80s? I have absolutely no memory of the no 80s. Drowned, drowned it in cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> I quite enjoy, you know, I mean, enjoyed what I read about in the biographies, you know, mm. driving that articulated lorry into a swimming pool. That was good. <laughs> always, always had to go one step further than the rest. Oh, that was that good. Was yeah. motto. Driving that milk flow in off the pier. Yeah. That was good. Stealing that Boeing 747 with Lemmy. Because he wanted to go down the off-licence and become a to walk. <laughs> oh, excellent stuff. Yeah. Uh, um, so, so uh, people tell me, you know, these are all legends that had to be replayed back to me and saying that's... So is it? Is it still the original? That, that the lobotomy, the cocaine the lobotomy, lobotomy, yeah. Cocaine lobotomy, yeah. The, yeah. The, you've got metal septum now, of course. Yeah. Brass septum. It reinforced that. <laughs> You do have to polish it every once in a while, but other than that, that's all right. That's nice improvement in many ways. Um, so, is it still the original lineup, or like were there changes? Like, were there any falling out, musical difference, drug drug, drug arguments? I'm going to say. Well, I mean, all the rest of the band, apart from me and the lead singer, died, and of course, right. we don't speak to each other anymore. So, okay, we're, we're but, now Man of War One and Man of War Two. <laughs> Man of War of metaphor. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, which one are you? Man, oh, presumably Man of War, because the lead singer would be Man of War, wouldn't he? Although you wrote most of the songs. Yes, I know, the original Man of War. Yeah. 
I've cut Do down you, since the bass is done. We've cut down on the 25-minute bass solos. Oh, really? Well, you just didn't bother replacing him? Yeah. No, just use Casio keyboards. Just use Casio keyboard now, it's fine. <laughs> and is it true that you're playing uh, the uh, Taunton Festival this year, which is uh, held in Taunton, Somerset? Yeah, we're playing the, um, the the local primary school tent in the uh, in the game-making <laughs> thing at Taunton. Okay. Um, tap, I think our audiences have become more selective, not smaller. Okay. And um, what are you, are you being are you being paid in uh scrum and paid in Victoria Sponge. Victoria Sponge and cider. Yeah. Yeah, and obviously I don't don't drink anymore. Don't don't drink or do drugs anymore. The, after I also have my liver replaced with them. Brass one. Yeah, brass one, yeah. <laughs> okay, well um so uh, do you so do you mostly have just metal valves inside me these days. <laughs> Various degrees punk. of electronics and metal valves, yes, sadly. You know I don't like seeing bunk, but uh, well, there we go. Can't deny. Can't deny get, it. Get, get me, get me living. Well, there we go. Um, so, can, can people kind of see where you're going to be playing on your on your Facebook page or something? Your no, don't, don't, don't believe in the internet. Don't believe in the internet. Yeah, so you're not going to get into Valhalla if you use social media. That's my opinion. Okay. I would just kind of look out for flyers and that if you're yeah, if, just, you're, if you're near a country, just check out your local zines. The free local free papers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Ads, that'll tell you. That still exists, so I should. Probably. Okay, well, um, lovely to catch up. Uh, yeah, glad no, that, no worries. Glad that, glad that you're still going. Um, you know, yeah. you're a very still influential rocking. band. Still rocking in, rocking yeah. in thunderstorms, that kind of thing. Absolutely. Lovely. What better place to rock out? Well, exactly. I mean, obviously a tent in a... Yeah, a, good, a small, small tent where someone's... Doing a, a vegetable judging contest next to you, which you have to you have to stop for that. Obviously, perfect place to do some fire breathing. Yeah, another one of our tricks. That should go down well. Yep, in a tent. I can't yeah. see any problems. Can't, with that can't see all. any issues with that logistically. So that's fine. Lovely. I'll let you know how it goes on. Yeah, let me know. That'd be good. But you you'll be uh, you'll be presumably listening with all four ears to uh, to that going along for us. Does, yes, that, well, does that, that increase the volume of things you can hear, or can you just hear different things? So like Frequencies like only a dog and you can hear. So the problem is that um, my extra two ears um, both grew on my liver internally. Oh, okay. So I, don't have, so I don't actually get any benefit, so I don't have any better hearing or anything. If it had been on the back of my head, that would have been good, because then you've got kind of yeah. 3D hearing. But actually... You'd really still... benefit from Dolby surround sound then. You could really, yeah, brilliant. Yeah. It's worth investing in a home cinema. But yeah. uh, no, they were both they both grew on my liver. Um, but they both still work. But actually, it means that I've got more muffled hearing than most people. So uh, oh, I don't okay. really, I don't really see any benefits from it. Can you sort of hear any of the damage that you're doing to your internal organs? I hear it screaming quite a lot. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. screaming. I mean, who knew? But yeah, your yeah. your liver does actually scream if you're drinking Bell's <laughs> Bell's whiskey. It wants to at that point, didn't it? Yeah, screaming away. Um, but yeah, but, screaming you know, with pleasure, presumably. No, just absolute pain, pain and horror. Yeah, pain and horror. Um, yeah, so um, yeah, so uh, I mean, you know, it, it's good to be in the sort of uh, the medical journals and that, but um, you know, they've said that they, you know, should we, should we like cut cut off the sound from those? But you know, it's part of me. Well, yeah, who I am. Your so I am, it's my it's it's yes, I very much attach it to my identity. Um 
But yeah, as for those wanting to graft on extra sensory organs, you know, the green isn't always grass. Green isn't always grass. The green isn't always grass on the other yeah. green. No, absolutely. When the, isn't. when the, when the color is in the wind, then. Yeah. Two in the bush. Yeah. Scale the heights. Perfect. Sorry, I once said. <laughs> to to a, a a fawning applauding group of journalists. Yeah. Man, speak word. Um, yeah. Okay. Now, so this week uh, we're going to look at. Uh, we haven't done many, but we're going to have a look at a bit of stuff about those boys upstairs, aliens. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to have a look at quite a famous abductions, um, mm. and it's it's quite a big one. It's quite famous. There's been a film about it and everything. Oh, um, so I'm going. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to I'm going to be reading it from two sources for, and I'm going to switch between sort of midway through and then switch back in a in a new manoeuvre, which I've not tried yet in the podcast. So we'll see how that pans out. You given the given that we've got you know certainly maybe can't even speak properly the night's uh yeah. bound to go well. Yeah, exactly. Um so I'm gonna be uh starting with I'll, I'll just give them a shout out now. So dreadcentral.com uh which I believe is a website of Dreads TV whatever that is. I think it's a YouTube channel. Uh, and it's by Jans Holstrom. Good. Here's Jans and Dread TV. Yeah, good uh, Good man of war name. Yeah. And the second one... join the army. <laughs> uh, the man of warians. Uh, and the second one will be from unsolved.com. Again, which I think is that Unsolved Mysteries. So that is a, for sure, a documentary series, which I think they do one on... Uh, Netflix at the moment. Oh, is there any particular celebrity hosting that? Like Bill Shatner no. or somebody? Or... No, I don't think there's even a voiceover. It's just like interviews. Oh, that's a shame. You want you want to get some like BFC. oh, it's all mysteries with Chuck Norris. Oh no, I want Chuck Norris involved. He's got to be too big for his boots. But um, I don't know. Let's just think. I don't know. Like somebody who's on the background in X Files or something like that. You remember me as Agent Skinner from X Files. What's <laughs> <laughs> that bald fella? If he's still knocking around, they could do it. Uh, I imagine he's quite cheap. I don't know. Yeah, the guy who played Mike in Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad to do it. He seems like he'd be quite a good. He could do. He's got a good mis- voice, but I think he'd cost mystery you a, stuff. He'd cost you a fair few quid these days, I think, because he's Jonathan really? Banks, isn't it? Well, yeah, he's quite. He's- gotten quite famous off I mean he was sort of a well known character actor before Breaking Bad and it's that's increased his profile. Isn't he isn't it Mickey isn't that Mickey Rooney? He plays it. Are we talking about so you're talking about um Mike Yeah, Mickey Rooney, Jonathan isn't it? Jonathan Banks. Oh okay. No, Mickey Rooney's his dad. Right, right. Yeah. Very similar. He was the one who was in uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's. Yeah, yeah. An extremely convincing impression of a Japanese gentleman. Mm. Yeah. Finally. Um, <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't at all problematic. With um, notorious arsehole George Peppard. <laughs> was he an arsehole? I did it. Yeah, I think, I think you might have told me this one before. Yeah, he's an absolute but... dickhead. Yeah. yeah. Oh, was he because he thought he was like a... Um, he was, he was, a, he's a, always, a, a, he was, all, he was always known as being an arsehole from everything he did. Like even oh, really? Just one of those, like, like Chevy Chase or someone? Um, if you say it's so, because no, um, just because Chevy, I don't nothing particularly for or against Chevy Chase, but he just he got that reputation wherever he's worked. Oh, okay. 
people have always said he's a bigger problematic person to to work with. Just Fair as, enough. You know, got an ego and all of that sort of thing, which I think he to an extent admits himself. He's kind of um, yeah, yeah. Broken. I don't know about George Peppard, he died years ago, didn't he? He did, yeah. But um, yeah, no, I remember reading about when, like, because he obviously ended up doing the eighteen. Um, yeah, which I quite, I can imagine it was a role he thought was beneath him, but I, yes, he did. Kid, and he also thought that he should be the star, whereas obviously it was just a Mr. T vehicle. That was basically what the A team was. It was like, it was kind of about the four of them. I kind of liked all of them. No, obviously, so, Mr. So, T so was the breakout but, star, but no, yeah. but no, it was, it was, they were like, so the, the A team was made because they were like, people really like Mr. T. What can yeah. we, what can we put him in? Yeah. And then they sort of, so he was like, it was based. Should be revolved around him. Sort of. It was him, and then they got the other actors in, sort of, to play the other characters. Yeah. But I mean, it works good as an ensemble thing, right? It's really good. But it was kind of essentially a Mister T vehicle, yeah, because okay. he was big then. Um, yeah. yeah, and George Peppard was like really pissy about it, and thought he was the star, and was like, mm, "Can you tell the man with the chains to remember his lines and stuff like?" That. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm not because really, I only really and, only know him from the A T man from Breakfast at Tiffany's. I know he was in like some World War One movie back in the day, but a bunch of other theatre stuff. But yeah, I don't know. Hey, it doesn't matter. We're here to talk about aliens. You know George what? Yeah, let's, it's not the George so, Peppard cast. Let's let's take that one away for a, <laughs> another episode. Let's put that in the bad ideas folder. See, wait, 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 do we get desperate enough to open it up? So. The unsolved look at the Allagash alien abductions. Mm. August 1976. As summer drew to a close, four men, brothers Jack and Jim Weiner, along with Chuck Rack and Charlie Fultz, decided to spend the dwindling days of the season on a camping and canoe trip in Allagash, Maine. None of them could have imagined what would happen in the wilderness of Allagash would resonate through the rest of their lives. Visions of abduction, experimentation and extraterrestrials would catapult them into the spotlight and eventually divide them. Mm. A strip of northern paradise at the top of the state, Allagash is home to less than 300 full-time residents. The thousands of miles of pristine woodland are crowned on nor- are the crown on northern Maine. The men made camp in their first day and decided to canoe up the river. After stoking a roaring fire, they headed out. As they travelled along the river, each in turn noticed something strange. It's strange that they stoke a fire before heading out. Is that, is that going to carry on being warm? But they, is that to keep the place warm before they get back? Or I would have thought you put the fire out and then stoke it up when you get back. I think these people are asking for an abduction, to be honest. Oh, They're doing yeah. everything backwards, aren't they? Maybe it's part of a ritual. <laughs> well, that's main for you. That's where Stephen King comes from, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. Uh, a light was following them, Neil. Seeming to stay on them as they went down river. They continued and thought nothing of it. Could it be an alien? <laughs> With very little to do. Let's head off to Maine and bother some fishermen. Well, you're more likely to get in there than you are on Fifth Avenue. Maybe you may want to keep things quiet. Yeah. Two nights later, the light was back. The men were out uh, on the river fishing when they noticed it. Charlie decided to try and signal the light. He signalled SOS, and the light beamed down on the men. 
They decided to paddle back to their camp, and according to them, the light followed the entire way. Yeah, you wonder why you were signalling SOS. You didn't <laughs> yeah. do that, unless you've got a real problem, Greg. But he's ringing up ambulances in his spare time as well. <laughs> he's probably he's, he's swatting people during Gamergate. Yeah. Don't don't um, don't be using the emergency services unless you need them. Yeah, I mean you do, though, don't you? Well, yeah, you know, my bath a little too. Huh? That's an emergency, <laughs> in my opinion. Emergency. Uh, when they arrive back at camp, pay the wages, Chris, and my taxes. Well, exactly. We pay quite a lot of tax as well, don't we? Because mm. of the success of the podcast, absolutely, sort of rake, raking yeah. in the money from the uh, uh, Amari uh, investment fund. Yeah, well, we would pay tax if it wasn't all offshore, obviously. But oh, of course, yeah, no, that. yeah, but that's just sensible. Well, that's just, just sensible financial fiscal planning. Yeah. Yep. Just because you don't happen to uh, read up on tax laws and tax loopholes, you know, that's not down to us. You're leaving money on the table, mate. Got no sympathy for you. It's because you can't have high-powered tax lawyers to <laughs> make loads of exceptions for you. Yeah, just because I had my body designated as a Crown Dependency. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, when they arrived back at camp, their fire, which they had been stoking well before each outing, had completely burnt out. As if they'd been gone for hour upon hour instead of just a few minutes. Missing oh, time. Well, this is interesting, isn't it? Because, yeah, this is, so clearly then that is what they do. Then they stake up a big old fire. Yeah. And then it burns up so it's lovely and toasty when they get back in and then they can build up a bit more rather than having to, presumably, yeah. I hadn't thought of that, but it was Good a on waste it. of fuel, but yeah, presumably it'd be too cold once you Well, back. you're in the middle, I mean, you're in the middle of the woods, plenty of fuel. <laughs> but then you've been out, well, yeah, I suppose. Because you, because it's the thing, you've been out, been out for ages anyway. If you've been on the river, why not just build a fresh fire? We're getting, I suppose it's the, yeah. Oh, there you it go. depends how far you're going on the river, Neil. There's a lot of imponderables here. You're assuming well, there is, that there they, is true. you're assuming they canoe 200 miles up the river, whereas they could have just gone out right round the bend. The thing, yeah. But I'm assuming that, which well, is as much as they've gone for miles, just I'm assuming they're out there for a good few hours because you're fishing. You're not, you're not going to hop out for half an hour to fish, are you? Maybe, maybe they do. I don't know. Depends how good you how, are. How many fish did they catch, Chris? I don't know. Well, none because they're in an alien ship. Yeah. While strange, well, we don't know. They might have done. They might have caught loads of fish, but the aliens are sort of snapping up. It. This is, you know, this is the alien just start like they're doing their local bit of fishing. <laughs> just wait and get them. Just catch them, get some fish, get a nice bit of you know some main lobster and then mm. some other bits and pieces from main. Yeah, has some chowder. Yeah, nice. So, while strange, the men chalked out to one of the small mysteries of life and continued with their trip. Well, they've been drinking since Tuesday, so... <laughs> yeah, really. so right. We're going fishing. Mm. Mr. Jim Bean. <laughs> will, you be, will you be bringing Sir Jack <laughs> Jim Daniels Jim with you? <laughs> Certainly will. What about Glenn Fiddick? <laughs> oh, it's kind of me along as well. Um, so, the rest of their time in Allagash was uneventful. When they returned home... Well, that wasn't terribly eventful either. Just, <laughs> the fire went out and <laughs> got back from fishing. It's a slower pace of life up there, the yeah, Canadian that's true, border. When they returned home, they uh, claimed they told their families about the strange light. Other than letting their families know about what they'd experienced in the wilderness, it would be 12 full years before they even really thought of Allagash again. I was going to say, I didn't think they'd come back home and they're like, all of their children had aged 10 years or something like that. They didn't actually know <laughs> it. Wives had moved on. Yeah. 
Um, fast forwards to 1988. Future, futuristic. So the original fishing thing was in 76, was it? So it's 12 years yeah. old. Okay, all right. Just picturing it in my head. Northern Jim and Jack Weiner had not been sleeping well. <laughs> uh, allegedly, nightmares are keeping them awake. Nightmares about their camping trip. In Ooh. these nightmares, all four men from what, the camping trip are on a strange craft, sitting naked on a bench. We've all been there. <laughs> <laughs> So how I choose to stay and wait for the bus. <laughs> Put other people off. Well, I'm going to do me. Sorry. Exactly. Yeah. Liberty. Uh, they reported feeling fearful. Confused by their nocturnal terrors, they seek out UFO researcher Ray Fowler. Why do they jump immediately to UFO researcher? I suppose because they're most Because of, of, of the nightmares. No, yeah, but how do you know it's not sort of? I don't know. How, how do you? You're all having it now. You're all having the same UFO nightmares. But just being naked on a bench. How do you? Yeah, I don't know. Okay, fair enough. After speaking with Charlie and Ch- I mean, this might I've read ahead a bit. This might all unfold. It might for just you. been you know an invasive medical procedure that happened on Earth. You know. Hey, we've all done it, Chris. Yeah, we've all we've all we've all toyed with a few main fish within our time. <laughs> So, that chloroform's going to go off whether you use it or not. So, you know. Well, exactly. It, make the know. most of it. Yeah. Look after the pennies. Pounds look after themselves yeah. now. After speaking with Charlie and Chuck, all four men agreed to undergo hypnosis and try and figure out what happened in 1976. Allegedly, they agreed to be hypnotized separately and not tell the other men what they remembered of the night. Oh, Good, good that they're upholding these procedures, make sure it's yeah. all on the up and up. Scientific rigour. Yeah. When the four men were brought together, it was found that each of them remembered roughly the same thing, that they were taken on a ship and experimented on by extra testicles. Mm. Dun, dun, dun. So I'm moving on to Unsolved Mysteries now uh, because it uh, has some sort of transcripts of the stuff that they were saying. Oh, right, about the extra testicular. About the extra testicles. Yeah. So, for years, Jack Werner, Wiener was disturbed by reoccurring nightmares. He told no one about them except for his wife, Mary. I was still Wieners. Just... Mm-hmm. Sorry. Mary Wieners. Yeah. Um... I was starting to have nightmares, really terrible nightmares that I could not explain. I found myself in a very bright lit room. I had no idea where I was or why I was there. To my left, I could see my brother Jim, Chuck Rack and Charlie Foltz sitting on some type of bench. And they were all naked. See, here's the problem with you sloppy aliens who don't do the memory wipe properly. Mm. It's causing these kind of problems. Yeah, I mean, I don't really care yeah. if they experiment on me as long as I remember it and it doesn't do any harm. Listen, Zenlop, you've got to do the memory wipe properly. Zenlop. You know what happens, yeah. That was famous. Yeah. Right. Zenlop and Chavi Ray. Tammy Ray. Chavi Ray, I don't nah, know. I do that. declare. I do declare. Wow, I'm from I mean, the I mean, that's, you know, that's as close as they can, uh, you know, from Alfred Centura, that's as close as I think we can pronounce it in human language. Human. Uh... I was wondering why they weren't helping me because I felt like I was in danger. While I was trying to figure this out, I noticed this figure or dark shadowy type figure emerging from this light, this bright light in front of me. I would wake up (laughs) sweating and breathing heavily and just in a 
uh, a state of terror and shock. I reckon it's just like sexy pranks gone wrong. <laughs> sexy pranks gone wrong. They just had a few too many uh, calls light and. Uh... <laughs> In 1988, Jack's twin brother, uh, Jim, confessed that he too was haunted by exactly the same nightmares. There were always certain elements of the dream that were in the same, that were the same, some type of creature, being helpless, being violated, was, was a feeling I often woke up with. You know, you and me both, brother. Um, In every dream, the twins were with Charlie Fultz and Chuck Rack, two friends who they had met in school. They wondered if these nightmares could be connected to the camping trip 12 years earlier in Maine. Uh, so I've already read that bit. So uh, this is what Jim said about the bright object in the sky. It was just floating above the treetops. It didn't seem to be moving in any direction. And I looked at it through the binoculars for maybe 15 to 30 seconds. And then suddenly it just winked out from the outside edges inwards. I mean, it literally just went like that and it was gone. There was something about this thing that left me with an odd feeling that wasn't quite right, but I really didn't dwell on it. Hey, pretty cool customer. Past is the past, Chris. Quit living on it. um, Maybe an alien's probed you. Maybe not. They're crazy cats. They, you know, they're more advanced than us if they can cross that far in space. I presume if they wanted something up my arsehole, they had a good reason to do so. Maybe they were curing your cancer. Ours is not to wonder why. Oh, yeah. Might, might have been sort of, you know. So this is what uh, Chuck Rack had to say about the second time they went out, the time time gap one. Uh, I had feelings that there was something staring at me from behind me. I turned over my right shoulder like that, and saw a large, round globe of light that looked exactly like what we had seen two nights previously. It had this rolling effect on it, like a miniature sun, very, very bright. It lit up the treetops like daylight, and it was absolutely silent. After looking at it for what seemed like several moments, we decided to signal this thing. That's when Charlie picked up the flashlight and squeezed off the message of SOS. The response was instantaneous. Was that the um that that was the uh, that was their, their crucial mistake. Mm. Well they were they were asking for help. Yeah. Well, they they get, they got their help. Not the help they were after, but sometimes it's best just not to get involved now. Yeah. Keep your mouth shut on eyes to the pavement. Yeah. Let them shine their light, you do yours, you do your fishing, carry on with it. Well, when the light started coming towards us, my curiosity was satisfied, and I just dropped the flashlight. The only thing in my mind was getting to shore. I never looked back. Uh, Jack Weiner. I remember looking over my shoulder, trying to keep an eye on this object, and it was coming up behind us. It was getting very close. It was almost on top of us at this point. I remember thinking that we were not going to outrun this thing. The next memory was being back on shore now just staring up at the bright object. Hmm. I remember thinking I could pick up a stone and bounce it off this thing's side. That's how close it was. And then all of a sudden it just streaked away very, very fast. And within a few seconds, it was like a star, just another lad in the sky. I remember stepping out of the canoe and going up to the campsite. I remember there was no panic. We all seemed to be very relaxed. Do we think that they'd gotten on the ship already by that point and then dropped yeah. back off? Yeah, okay. 
All four men agreed that they were out on the lake for less than 20 minutes. A huge bonfire should have burnt for hours, and yet only coals remained, indicating a longer passage of time. The unusual thing is we didn't stay up for hours and discuss the thing, which is what you'd think four young guys on a camp, camping trip would do. We just seemed very fatigued. Well, rectally, we tuck it out after yeah. I always feel very tired after entering the, out, yeah. entering a foreign body. <laughs> and wanted to go to bed. The next morning, we just got up, got our camp stuff together and paddled to the next campsite. So they spent another 10 days in the Allagash wilderness, but never saw the bizarre light again. So, uh, blah, 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 blah. Did they have good, did they get any fish? This is what... Well, well, they're not going to tell me about them. They're not going to tell you about it. You you can just take your headphones off and knock out if you want. I'm just going to go have a lovely sleep for another half an hour, Christmas. (laughs) Call me me back when it's time for score and they're all getting zero. So here we go. Now we're getting to the bit where we're getting to the uh, actual hypnosis sessions. So Uh, independent of one another, each of them drew illustrations of their incredible recollections. All four said they were taken aboard the craft. The aliens forced them to strip naked and seemed to be conducting medical examinations. The aliens took samples of the men's skin and body fluids, their blood, urine, and semen. Mm, I wonder how they were extracting these bits and pieces. I'm also wondering, kind of like, how did they communicate? Well, they didn't. Well, they told them to strip naked. How did they... Uh... They say force them to strip naked now. Oh, okay. No, no need for words. <laughs> well, hands will do. Oh, fair enough. Okay, I thought you said they told them to strip naked. So, what follows are excerpts from the actual sessions, and I'm going to read it verbatim now, in an actory way. Nice. There, there. They don't know what to do. I think we're going to come after them. I feel like I want to. I feel like I want to... The first one comes near me. I'm going to throttle him. I don't like these things. I don't care where they come from. They shouldn't be doing this to people. That's Jim Werner. They're right there. Their face is right in my face. I don't know why. I don't want to know. I don't want to know what they want. They're saying things. In my head, they're saying, don't be afraid, they say. Just do what we say. Just do what we say. That's Jack Weiner. Well, so they can communicate telepathically, all the sound. Of course, it? aliens are all about the telepathy. Oh yeah, it's, you know, higher form. What kind of what kind of uh, ignorant sentient life form would just use? Well, they've got really little jaws as well, haven't they? For yeah. not talk, for not talking. Well, oh, about, I haven't talked for years, have they? Talked for years. Uh, this is Charlie Fultz. It's like a doctor's office. I get that. It's cold, like the doctor's office is cold. They put the panel over your chest. Then they scrape your arms and your chest and your legs and your thighs. We shouldn't be here. I just I just keep thinking. I want back in the canoe. Chuck Rack could um, could see what the aliens were doing to Charlie. I see some sort of device on him. They've got this uh, a, a look like a silvery. It looks like that. Like it's got curves on it, almost like. Like it's sucking something. It's got his head tipped way back. It's almost like he's in pain. We we can't help him. All we can do is watch. So it was not until after and the hypnosis. Just like, oh, I was just watching, enjoying yeah. that. It was not until after the hypnosis session 
that the Alagash four discovered each of them and recalled the same horrifying events. They each took polygraph tests and passed. That's good. For sceptics, however, the stories of an alien abduction does not stand up to scrutiny. Oh, typical sceptics. Some suggest... What proof do you need? <laughs> yeah. Polygraph, which is, you know... Well, yeah, well, you're about stuff, like they've had 12 years to get their story straight. Um, some suggest, including clinical psychologist Dr. William Cohen, that images from popular culture or horror movies may have triggered inspiration for the memories of alien abduction. This movement is media-driven. It's cyclical. People hear about good cases on the TV. They think they may have had the same happen. It sort of feeds on itself. And Dr. John Mack, who is a psychiatrist and author, usually these people who have no interest in abductions, have not read about it, are unfamiliar with the beings, and are shocked and astounded when they hear someone else has had these experiences as well, or that there's material in the media about it. The investigators have made very clear cut gender about what they are looking for. So, if you get someone that is doing a UFO abduction research, this is a person that has already decided that a UFO abductions are real, that thousands of people are having them, they have a symptoms list. And if you come in the door with those symptoms, then you must have been abducted. It really doesn't work like that. The person comes in because they've heard that I'm open to listening to something which other therapists or mental health professionals have not been able to listen to. This is not a club anyone wants to belong to, said Dr. Mack. Hmm. The four men have never backed down. This happened. If you believe it, that's all right. If you don't believe it, I don't care. I don't hey, care because it did, says Charles Fault. Right. Now, back to Dread. So, this is where it gets uh, interesting, Neil. Mm-hmm. I'll so, wait for that bit. Uh, you've got quite high high um, expectations Jack recalled the alien faces calling them terrifying Charlie came that the ship was like a doctor's office and they had put a panel over his chest to scrape his skin off Chuck revealed that he had seen the aliens working on Charlie these revelations rocketed the four well, they're men they're on Gak they're on Gak yeah well, you don't want that in a medical facility yeah we're working on some Charlie if you get my meaning uh, so these revelations rocketed the four men into the spotlight now. Mm. Oh, hello. Hello. An appearance on the, the John Rivers show. <laughs> I'm sure she took that as seriously as it should have yeah, been. Yeah, I bet. And their very own episode of Unsolved Mysteries, which is what nice. we just read, yeah. read from, thrust them into the alien zeitgeist. Zeitgeist, of course, being the king of the aliens. Yes. Convention appearances and books book deals soon follows. Mm. Mm. What are you thinking, Neil? All the up and up? No, it all sounds perfectly reasonable to me. I mean, these traumatised survivors of a, you know, terrible thing ought to uh, be, you know, financially rewarded for medals as well. However, Neil, in 2016, Charlie Rack, after having fallen out with the other three men... Dropped a bombshell. What, it was all bullshit? The abductions never happened. No. And the Alagash incident was all a money-making scheme. No. 
<laughs> oh, my faith in humanity is taking a severe dent today, Chris. It's weird that they kind of cut that bit out of the thing on unsolvedmysteries.com. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like they don't want the facts to... Uh... I mean, it's a mystery. Well, the thing is, we don't know. You know, that could have... But it could be an alien. They put an implant in there. It's like if... Yeah. You, your basic safety procedure, yeah? Mm-hmm. You do your brainwashing, and that should that should be sufficient if you've done it properly. But Looking at you. But... If, they start, if you don't do that, if then they start yap, yap, yapping, yeah. then... activate the uh, you know the brain implant, which just makes it go. Oh, no, I actually just made it all up for money. Exactly. And I mean, you, would do, show, you? Yeah. you would do. You would do. Yeah, I'd, I'd do it to get on the Joan Rivers show. Obviously, it doesn't exist. No, I mean, you would do if you're an alien. You have that kind oh, of advanced technology. That, yeah. you'd, you'd have that as a as a basic backup, basic you? security. You know? Yeah. He stayed. So it was all a money making scheme. He stated that although he publicly announced that the hypnosis had uncovered long-buried memories... Look, I've been lying to you all along. Why would I Why would I make this up? As for a motive for this long-running plot, Charlie had this to say. We were compelled to stay together, all speculating that this thing should go into the millions of dollars for each of us. We made very little. <laughs> So that was basically, I was going to say, what, what was his what was his inciting incident for wanting to... Um, make money. To, to, yeah, to, to, for, well, for wanting to sort of blow up the scam, and it's basically because they didn't make enough money out of the Yeah, usual. that's basically it, yeah. Well, the thing is, though, you've got on a talk show, mm. and you've gotten some books out of it. I mean, probably, you know, cut yeah, your ass. Well, at least you had a bit of fun, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But then he presumably thought that if he came back and said it was all a load of bollocks, that he'd make it... Make <laughs> I mean, he's not going to make millions out of that either, is he? But he's just trying to keep, keep the gravy train rolling a little bit longer. Well, I mean, it sounds like it had pretty much fizzled out. Well, it fizzled and, out at that and point. And he wasn't so. really getting on with the other guys at this point, yeah. <laughs> for whatever reason. Um, well, it's because their relationship's based on a lie. Well, no, because they were friends beforehand. Yeah. But obviously... It sounds like a bit of a prick to me. Who does? The guy who blew the whistleblower. up? yeah. Well, the thing is, it's not like he hasn't gotten involved with all of it beforehand anyway. If he sort of came out and said, you know, I regret doing it or something like that, much you can believe that either. But, yeah, he's just mm. trying to make a bit more money out of a different sort of uh, scandal, isn't he? Mm. Or, or, or is he? Or is he? What do the other three have to say for themselves? Well, um, so he would go on to admit that the men were using hashish on their fishing trip. Oh, uh, well, who knows what could, who knows what could crazy... And other than seeing a strange light, he could speak to no other strange happenings. So they did to see some kind of light and then probably just thought, well, oh, maybe we could. The other men, for their part, remained steadfast in their belief that an abduction happened. The other men claimed that Charlie Rack is a short-tempered man with mental problems. <laughs> Lashing out at his former friends. <laughs> it escalated. I mean, what else are you going to say at that point? Since the revelations in 2016, Jim and Jack Wiener, along with Chuck Fultz, continue making appearances at UFO conventions, spreading the tale of the time that they were experimented on by aliens. The thing is, as well, this is just making me think now of Charlie from Always Sunny. Huh? This is making me think of Charlie from Always Sunny, so I'm just thinking this is like an Always Sunny kind of like adventure where they try and scam to sort of like alien and and abduction. It's the kind of thing that they get up to on a fishing holiday. So um, what I can say about 
there's loads of it about this on the internet, and um, and it's people... basically just some grifters making up some bullshit. I mean, well, maybe even... or maybe not. We don't know. Like only one of them has <laughs> broken cover. I think I've, I think I've reached a fairly fairly conclusion. To be honest with you, um, well, the thing is, the thing is as well that is because it's early eighties, so I guess there wasn't, they weren't that many. Well, no, because there must have been. Loads of alien abduction stories since the fifties and all the rest of it because it's yeah, not very loads. interesting, is it? Though because there's like there's one where um, there was a guy who's like supposedly got kidnapped when he was in, from his bed. Because I know there's a load of these things that supposedly come about where people have night terrors. I mean, yeah. you can have a thing where you wake up and you're still your your brain's not completely lucid or whatever, and it's kind of like um, you still have dreaming and you think you see sort of shadows above you and you can't move because you're still in a sort of um, and so the, you know you. I can't think they call it sleep paralysis or something like that. Yes, it is, yeah. Um, so, yeah, they reckon that, you know, that, that can sometimes happen where people have some of these these um, sort of anecdotes and things like that. But, yeah, it's, I mean, it's just a standard. Yeah, uh, so in 1988, so this is just a bit more stuff around it, why he decided to go, yeah. go ahead with it. Um, Jim Wiener was, like, go and get, go and speak to a hypnotist, whatever. Yeah. In 1988, Jim Wiener was involved in an accident where he received a traumatic brain injury, due to which he regularly has nervous had nervous seizures. But in addition, it turned out that he had been tormented by nightmares for a long time and understood these were not just dreams, but memories of what had happened. In the memories, he saw the grey humanoid creatures with dark eyes, without eyelashes, and with a metallic luster. The creatures had long necks and four fingers on their hands and strangely shaped heads. And these creatures examined him like doctors examine test animals. Um, so let's have a look here. And after the hypnosis session, uh, Jim Wiener discovered a strange tumour, apparently, mm. on one leg on his body. The tumour scared him and he immediately ran to the hospital where it was surgically removed. Fowler was very interested in this tumour and after the operation he made attempts to find out if he could take it for himself. Uh, however, instead he had found out the tumour was sent for examination to a certain colonel of the US Air Force in Washington State. Ooh. Apparently. Again, there's not much to corroborate. Any that's actually true or not, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's pretty much the story now. Um, it's kind of a lot of the sort of grey alien stuff, you know, that kind of classic, yeah. whatever they're called, Schwarm or whatever. Um, a lot of that came along after the film Close Encounters of a Third Kind, where the aliens looked like that. Yeah, I think they, I'd heard some of this somewhere, yeah. And at that point, then that became sort of the most reported alien. So before that, it was like Hopkins, Goblins and stuff, where they were yeah, just not like not, owl men. And I know we've looked at a couple of these, but I'm not, um, we're not sort of, yeah, kind of a ufologist. So, Neil, that's about it. Is it, you know, um, yeah, I, because it's so famous, I thought there'd probably be more to it. But actually, like with a lot of things, there is precious little, I guess. Yeah, and one of them's come out and said it was bollocks. I mean, in some way, I kind of think like they've been fairly restrained in their storytelling because I, yeah. I feel like in order to... Less sort, is more. 
Yeah, because I, I feel like, you know, if, you, if they were looking to make a load of money out of it, then they should have been remembering more stuff as they went along or something like that. Because um, mm. really, I mean, how much money are you going to make out of like going to UFO conventions and stuff? I can't imagine there's a... Oh, like, I mean, people, it's a big old... I mean... Well, well, they, they, people what they, into, what do they call it? The green pounds? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's grey pound. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, don't, I think these days there's more money in conspiracy stuff, isn't there? Um, but back then, aliens were all the rage. Yeah, so, well, you know, you post X Files is sort of like more into other things these days. But um, yeah, no, I, I don't know. It's um, it's just yeah, it's just not. It's just there's not much. To, as I say, they, they've been fairly restrained, but there's just not much to the story. It's, it's that classic thing, isn't there? So for, for whatever reason, I think decided to sort of like beam up well, people and probe them for a bit. and then. Well, all of it's down. kind of been done before, hasn't it? The exactly, kind of, yeah. The, the time loss and all that kind of stuff. Um, I, I can get people who are into ufology, like wanting to grapple onto it as kind of like a bit of proof as to, you know, oh, look, here's another case as to what's happened. And it's remarkable, you know, all the thing about them being separated. Although, you know, as, as the... Yeah, I think said, there's actually been a book written about it called, like, uh, Allagash Abductions, Conclusive Proof of Alien Abductions, or something like that. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> which different I, I, standards I, of conclusive proof. Yeah, there. I think so. Oh, there we go. Uh, it's called The Allagash Abductions, Undeniable Evidence of Alien Intervention by Raymond Fowler, who's the guy who wanted to keep the tumour, apparently. So, now let's go through our scoring system. Yes. Short but sweet. Uh, nice. Not very sweet. So, spookiness, Neil. I mean, in fairness, yeah. I mean, it is a sort of tale that we've heard before. But, yeah, I mean, uh, un- unwarranted uh, medical procedures um, would be fairly spooky. I mean, as I say, who, who do we know that? It might have been that, actually, you know, that tumour showed that he was, you know, had a, a predisposition towards cancer, skin cancer or something. Maybe they removed some things that they needed uh-huh. to do. Up there, you know, just giving them all a quick sort of like. Well, he'd put SOS. He'd put SOS. He'd put SOS, and, they, and the aliens came and out. And went, oh, one, yeah, you know, some of you have got some stuff. Better give you all a check over. Just give them a free uh, little health check. Yeah, there is going to be a thermometer up the old duck, but you know, that's, uh, that's all part of service, I'm afraid. So, They're like sort of international, yeah. intergalactic. Which is a bit cold. Yeah, would well, you know what? You know, we, the, the, firstly, this isn't crafted for humanoid life forms. <laughs> And secondly, yeah. you know, we're giving you You're a free check for any of this. We're very um, Yeah, this is all free healthcare, by free alien healthcare. Yeah, yeah. you'll, that's why, you'll that's, live another. That's 50 why years. they're always seen in America, isn't it? Because because yeah. <laughs> yeah, free healthcare. It's like bad, international, like, oh. international red, the intergalactic Red Cross. Yeah, just go and set that guy's leg. Yeah, they're running up in space. They're just like they're just running some sort of campaign. Just like look at all these poor people over in Maine. It's going to up to sand borders. Yeah. Look at these <laughs> poor stone fishermen with tumors. They go and want to go to hospital and report it. Yeah, so um, I don't know, maybe 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 a bit of that. Um, Sound Frontier, yeah, no. sorry. What's that? Doctor, like intergalactic Doctor San Frontier. Oh yeah, Medicine San Frontier. Oh. Yeah, yeah. He doctors without borders, but um, yeah, literally, you know, not even not even planetary or, borders, or or they could they be interdimensional? Dimensional borders, yeah. Exactly. Who knows? No, no, they're sans any of those frontiers. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I guess it's kind of, well, I, I suppose, looking at it charitably, because I think I'm not convinced by these people, but, you know, for some people, I think that would be quite spooky if you genuinely thought you'd had that kind of experience, because, you know, some, you know, you'd had a weird dream or whatever, and, it, you know, you'd not be able to reconcile it. Um, but, yeah, it's, 
I don't know, it's, it just feels a bit bog standard. But uh, you say, I say the idea of being picked up and stuff is spooky, but then, yeah, I'm going to give it a five out of ten. Right. Yeah, so um, as previously mentioned on the podcast, I do find aliens a bit spooky, like as a subject, because the kind of, like I have sort of weird nightmares about UFOs sort of kind of like turning up and us being like, what? Because you don't know. Because, you know, what, what what's their intentions, yeah. what they, you know, all of that kind of stuff, unknowable. Um, you know, and if you're out in the middle of nowhere, I guess that's quite, I'm not, I'm kind of not really sure what I'm thinking, what, what's spooky here. Do you know what am I trying to grab onto? Being abducted by aliens. Yeah. Uh, yes, that would be very spooky. Um, you know, if you, you know, getting kind of snapshots of memory of it, I guess. Um, I don't know. I'm, just, I'm, going, I'm going straight down. I'm going to give it a five as well. I'm going. I'm going down the middle on that one. Yeah. So, sure. uh, believability. So, right. So, there's four accounts. So that gives it a. You know, and because 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 the bar's so low with all of these, then if there's even people who have on record said something happened, it boosts its believability, right? Because so many of it's just like hearsay or whatever. So, and could there be aliens? Yes, there could. Um, Do I believe it happened? No, probably not. And one of them's come out and said it was bollocks afterwards. Um, So I think for me, I'm going to give it a four. No. Yeah, I think... If the four had stuck to their story, because for me, it's never about do we believe it, but actually it's more kind of like what's the intrinsic believability? Could could people believe it? You know, even if it's a, sort of like a kind of like a... People certainly do. Because it's, no, yeah, absolutely. Because it's, it's massive on, you know, in UFOlogy circles. But then there's a lot of people Ophology. in those circles who are just looking for something to prove. You know, they're not actually looking with an open mind. They're looking for something to prove what they want to be true. This is yeah, but then... the case. So that makes it believable. But yeah, no, no, you know? but that's fine. But it's kind of like, you know, it's this specific um, thing as well. But I think, the, yeah, the fact that one of the four, I mean, because it is just the four and it's just their word, and the fact that one of the four actually has come out and just sort of like denounced it, that, that sort of takes a hit for You've me. you got to remember, he's a, very, he's a very short-tempered man with mental issues. Well, well that's kind of, you know... <laughs> Just like, I mean, don't get me wrong, you know, the, the, the account of four stone fishermen in Maine would normally, you know, be extremely compelling to be getting a nine or a ten, but mm. unfortunately because of that, it's going to get a three. Three. So, narrative premise, Neil? It's not much here, to be honest with you. It's just bog standard. I mean, you've got time skips. That's all happened since the 50s. you got, you know, they go up and it's, you know, Grey's doing medical, you know, it's a it's a boring episode of Star Trek, frankly. It's... um. Mm. Yeah, I'm mean, just trying to think. Okay, they put the fire on. Yeah, it's, it's t- there's nothing new here. It's all been done before. Mm. I don't think it's very ethnicity for me. It's just nothing that hasn't been done before better well, elsewhere. Well, you say that, Neil, but you're forgetting they're stoned. So I'm thinking oh, stoner comedy. Thinking stoner comedy, yeah. like Cheech that can be completely unfunny. Because remember, kids, you've got to be stoned before you watch this. Yes. So Cheech, Cheech and Chong, Cheech and Chong or Harold and Kumar, or something like that. Like get back there out. Hey man, that's not hey cool. Man. Yeah. And then of course the Greys end up smoking weed, and then yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. And then listening and they to come Bob, down to, to Bob, they've got like fake come down to San Francisco and, and do a start <laughs> co-op grow up. 
No, they start they start a band like Bill and Ted or something. Yes. <laughs> so I think that I think that I've I've got a compelling narrative there that I've, I've built for myself. So there you go. Yeah. So stoner comedy. They go out in the woods to get stones, to get taken with aliens. They get the aliens into weed. They use a UFO to smuggle hash. <laughs> Something like that. Well, they've you got know. like, you know, and also this side of the UFO has just got like Van Payne. It's got like a wicked rush yeah, euro exactly. on it or something like that. Yeah. I mean, literally the only thing that makes this into a narrative is because we turn it into a stoner comedy. So I'll give it a four for that alone. Then are you I'll, going I'll, up, are you? I'll, I'll double it up to a, yeah, I'll go, okay. I'll go from a two to a four. Just, yeah. just on it, that premise. Because I don't yeah. think I've heard, to be fair, yeah, I don't think I've come across that before. An alien stoner comedy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for that reason, I'm giving it a six. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> Your tolerance is greater than mine. I've well, watched too many. Hey, man, I came up with the idea. So. No, no, fair enough. You'd have some Snoop Dogg would be in it, obviously. Oh yeah, of course. Mm. I was going to say, have you seen that? Um, that one where he's in high man, school. Did you see that? Shit, no, man, that's a that's a that's a space shizzle. Has he been in many stoner comedies? Because he yes, did loads. one with um, loads. Oh, he has. Yeah, no, because he did yeah. one with um, I've forgotten the chap's name. Um, but they go to he goes back to high school. Yeah, and there's one well, on Netflix still be at the moment, students. which is like a recent stoner comedy with Snoop Dogg, and that's pretty much. I think he's given up on doing albums. I think he just does stoner comedies now. Well, yeah, or it's just or just hanging out smoking because I mean he did, he did like some podcast about Game of Thrones or something, and they had him sitting on the throne just basically smoking weed and going on about how Game of Thrones was pretty good. Well, he gave up for a while and was like really against weed. Like I remember him being on like an American. Oh, really? He was like on an American talk show, like a, I can't remember, like Ricky Lake or some shit. Yeah. And they were like, "Oh, and you've stopped doing drugs and stuff." And he was like, "Yeah, man, I'm high on life." And they were like, "Woo!" And then like just straight back into it. So, yeah, I, I think he's sort of personally just like he'd have a laugh wherever he was. He's pretty laid back. He, seems he does. He's got a Twitch channel where he just gets charismatic. He's got a Twitch channel where it literally it's just him playing Madden, getting stoned. <laughs> The reflexes get increasingly worse. Extra income stream. Well, Um, good luck to the boy. So, reach. Now, it's it's got a good reach within this kind of UFO thing. It's got a book. Um, it's been on it's at many documentaries. So that's good, isn't it? Um, it's got loads of books actually. Um. Yeah, so um, it hasn't got a film because, that's, because as we discussed, it was unmakeable into a film until we added the stoner comedy part yeah. of it. Um, so within its within its ballpark, within its within its kind of zone of yeah. whatever sphere of influence, sphere of influence. That's it. Um, then it's then it's quite big. Uh, I don't know that it's big outside of the UFO stuff. But, I mean, you know, like books and documentaries and stuff's not bad and it's big on the internet, so I'm going to give it a six now. Yeah, I mean, the thing for me is that these things can cause a lot of stuff in ufology circles, but as we know, it's, you know, any 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 straw that they can grasp onto, they'll have, they'll have plenty of kind of like um, stuff that will punish on yeah. that. So, yeah, it's going to be a five out of ten for me because... If you've been on an episode of, well, it wouldn't be on Supernatural, I guess, because it's not really, it's not, yeah, it's not that kind of thing. But on an episode of X-Files, or it just feel, again, it just feels like there's been more interesting versions that have happened elsewhere. Yeah. So, yeah, I doubt it's, because it's another piece of 
quote unquote corroborating evidence. It's, it'll be in the annals for UFOlogists, but um, yeah, I think for you know for boring old laymen like me, um, it's not. It's just more. I say it's just more interesting ones out there, so it's not going to have the same reach. Well, that gives us a total score of 48, so not too too bad. bad. It's quite a bad story. It is fairly tedious. (laughs) (laughs) Pulled Um, out at the end there with the... uh... Yeah, I forgot about the uh, the stone bit. Mind you, we've only got the weed part from that one chap as well, so it's just as well he did come out and come clean. Yeah, otherwise, you know, Snoop Dogg would be out of work. Um, But how do we know that he just didn't do a joint and then think that he hadn't happened? Yeah, I mean, that could Maybe happen. he fell asleep during the whole procedure. and then Or that THC. Yeah. Wild form of acid, isn't it? Um, yeah, so, I mean, if you've been abducted by aliens, um, please get in contact at um, dot legends of podcast at gmail.com. Um, but uh, apart from that, we will be back next week with a non-alien-based one, I would imagine. And... Uh, yeah, well, who well, knows? Who knows? Yeah, and uh, you know, keep you might be kidnapped by aliens by them by ourselves. Yeah, might, keep... might be every single episode after this is not about aliens or is about aliens depending on their agenda. Well, exactly. We never know, do we? Now that's we that's might get reprogrammed by a couple of Manchurian candidates and just start spouting right wing nonsense. Who knows? That's the yeah, that's the way that you've been trying to push the podcast for sure. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, <laughs> yeah, the well, window's moving to the right, Chris. We need to catch out this. Well, nothing gets nothing gets the coin moving faster than a bit of hate. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, oh, and uh, you know, also Chase that dollar. If, if you want, uh, if you want any that spite dollar, you know, and because obviously, you know, things uh, things are messed up at the moment. Then uh, please, please visit our sponsor, which is uh, Gold for Cash dot org dot jp um where you can change your cash into gold which uh which never fails because remember the golden rule the person with the gold rules yeah and if you can um, join our kickstarter as well we're trying to revive wonga now the country's completely fucked again <laughs> we're trying to try, dig that one back up see if we can get those uh, what do you think something like a two thousand day um Two thousand percent. Yeah. So for our, for our, I think non, it's become illegal now, hasn't it? That our non-British listeners, they were a, pay, a payday loan company. Yeah, where they, where the, literally the amount you would pay back per year was just like, like an APR of like two thousand and something percent. Yeah, loan shark kind of terms, but uh, yeah, this well, is loan sharks, isn't it? What's well, the difference is they wouldn't come around and break your legs, but um, no, but I mean the percentages. Oh trying. yeah, the percentage. I mean, yeah, it was just. Well, that's because it's a payday loan now. You're meant to pay it off quickly. You pay it off as soon as you've been paid, right? Otherwise, you know, you're going to be paying off more. I just still can't believe those adverts. Hey, you want to have a little treat for yourself? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you want to ruin your life. It's the guy to have a fucking frozen pizza at the end of the month, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I feel for anyone who finds himself in that situation. But anyway. But I've been in it. I've been in that situation. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've been until the end of the month. Fuck all. But, uh, yeah. Oh, all right, guys. Um, try not to get any payday loans, um, but remember, uh, always, always exchange your uh, you already if you got gold, yeah, it's just, it's just money on the table. You know, just cash that in. Yeah, cash it in. Lovely. Okay. Most, assets, most, make the to... most supermarkets will accept uh, gold sovereigns these days, so you'll be all right. Nice. All right, guys. Uh, back next Thursday <laughs> with hopefully more interesting one. Take care. Bye bye. Goodbye. <laughs> Service. USB. Wi-Fi. Yeah.
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.